It is Monday, August the 3rd. I can no longer say July. Uh, you know when you have when you have a weekend where you do nothing and then you just Monday morning rolls around and you, and you regret not doing nothing all weekend? Well, that, that kind of happened this morning. Ugh. So that and very little else. On episode 26 of Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? What is up? How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a more exciting weekend than I. That'd be terrific. Um, I can't really say that I did nothing. That would be a bit inaccurate, but I did very, very little. Um, still feeling kind of shitty, so it's probably in everyone's best interest that I not do anything. Uh, I mentioned on Thursday uh, that I had to go in for a Rona test before I could actually go see my doctor. Uh, so I did that. And then I got a call on Saturday uh, saying that somehow they fucked up uh, the first test and I had to go back for a second. So I had to go. I went yesterday. I had the second test. So now I got to wait another uh you know, week to 10 days, basically, which is what they said on Thursday. So now I'm three days behind that. Imagine if, and I don't think I have it, but imagine if I actually had it. And here I am suffering, not knowing that I have it for that long. You gotta get, gotta get your shit together with this thing, you know? It just, we really botched this. And, and, I, and I hate that this fucking thing comes up on every episode of this godforsaken show but again there's nothing else going on really and this is the one thing that binds us all together huh we all have this commonality this god awful fucking bat virus that I was reading the other day apparently this thing has been floating around amongst bats for decades just sort of waiting to unleash itself it seems to me that we should spend more time studying bats You know, mosquitoes, bats, I mean, mosquitoes, especially like, fuck, like malaria is still worldwide devastating. Uh, anyways, back to uh, first world problems. Um, it's funny because they said seven to 10 days, but it only took them two days to realize they fucked up. I, I understand the under promise as it sets, you know. Uh, a somewhat reasonable expectation, but as with everything else that we talk about here, it's fucking annoying. So hopefully I hear back on that sooner rather than later. 
so I can go and see the doctor and he can tell me what's really wrong with me because I'm certain there is. My guess is it'll be, well, you're fat. Well, no shit again. I was doing okay too. I was doing good. I mentioned this before, exercising, walking, you know, my diet could have been improved, but as can everyone else that's American because that's what they feed us, which is essentially dog shit. Um, and you have to really make an effort to eat better. But when you're lazy, it's very difficult. Um, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Hmm. Weird. I had something profound there and uh, lost it. Anyways, so it was honestly, it was a great weekend to do nothing. There was 12 hours of live sports both days. It really was awesome. Um, made a few bucks as well, so that certainly didn't hurt. I do need to supplement my meager uh, podcast host salary. Uh, as you guys aren't telling enough of your friends to listen. Uh, speaking of which, I've not received a single request for a sticker. And I'd like to give them away. So please, if you want a sticker, just ask. I will gladly spend the uh, the 50 cents or whatever a stamp costs now to, uh, one, continue to support the United States Postal Service, and two, send you a sticker. And you guys should also uh, support the United States Postal Service. Free ad, the post office. Uh, it is more valuable than you may think. So, um, please... Use the post office. It's very important. Uh, anyway. So, I do enjoy the sports gambling. Especially on weekends like the one we just had where there's just hours upon hours of back-to-back games. It's like, it's like the NCAA tournament on greenies. It's just fucking banana land. It's funny because as much as I won this weekend, uh, my buddy Jack fared the exact opposite, and it is hysterical. Uh, I mean, he's a funny guy anyway, but, you know, seeing him lose money all weekend long was just, uh, it was just too funny. So this morning he's telling us that he's going to stop gambling, which is funny. Um you know, chimes in with, what? Did, how did he start the chat today? It was, it was pretty funny. Uh, oh boy. Ah, see, this is, this is bad radio. Bad radio. Oh well. But he says he's not going to gamble. So he's like, oh, I might, maybe I'll read a book. Um, yes. What was the good one? <laughs> I need to find a beach on the way home and take a long walk and skip rocks, do some soul searching. <laughs> oh, he's so bad at gambling. It's funny as hell. Um, but I won. I did okay. Um, Scott, friend of the show, also did okay. Jack's a friend of the show. He's, he's chimed in a couple times with voicemails. So... Uh, but very funny. We got a kick out of that. So, 
Uh, what else happened this weekend? Um, uh, the Red Sox got swept, so that was fun. Good for them. Bruins sucked. I don't even want to talk about that because it's annoying. Um, apparently, the NBA refs don't want the Celtics to win. Kind of saw that in both games they played over the weekend. Um, oh, apparently. Uh, well, I shouldn't say apparently. That's the wrong word. Uh, my brother-in-law, Joe, is now a full-fledged professional bodybuilder. Odd development on the show here, but completely accurate. Uh, he finished second in his competition down in Tampa. Congratulations, Joe. Uh, I imagine Tampa Bay or the Tampa St. Pete area is just bursting at the seams with bodybuilders. Preferable weather, beaches. A shitload of professional wrestlers live in Tampa Bay or Tampa. I, I got to stop calling it Tampa Bay. That's not the name of the town. It's Tampa. I'm not sure why. I don't know what the appeal is. I spent a few hours in Tampa many moons ago. Not the best place in the world. Probably not the worst, but, you know. It's nice if you like uh, hot weather, beaches, no sales tax, no um, state income tax, I should say. But, you know. As we've talked about Florida in the past, I would see no problem cutting that thing off and having it float out into uh, the Caribbean Sea. But uh, yeah, Joe, bodybuilder Joe, his first competition finished second. It's amazing. I wish I had that kind of uh, single-minded focus on anything. Literally anything. Uh, that sort of drive is such an admirable trait and one that I've always wanted. I just have never found that one thing that I was obsessed with. The obsession is the, is the key part, because if you're not obsessed with it, you're not going to get anywhere. Uh, and I, you know, I don't want to call it like setting a goal or having a dream because it's it's too easy and too cliched. But literally, like. In this case, Joe worked his ass off, literally, as he has probably what like is like 4% body fat at this point, which, oddly enough, is the same amount that I have in my left foot. Zing. How about that joke, huh? You know, he set, he set out to actually achieve, not just to, to meet a goal or to... Uh, you know, accomplish a dream. I think accomplishing a dream is kind of, I don't know. Because it, a dream is not reality. Neither neither is a goal, really, if you think about it. You know, because I don't think his goal or his dream was to finish second. No, his goal was to win. But at the same time, when you have that sort of single-minded focus and you achieve something, it's, in, it's amazing. It's incredible. Very jealous of that. Um, but I'm, I think I'm more jealous that he found that one thing to be obsessed with. And it's a personality thing, too. Because some people don't have that. Don't have the ability to do that. I'm sure it's it's in all of us somewhere. It's just a matter of finding it. And most people go their whole lives without finding it. It's a shame. 
but such is life. What can you do? Um, which kind of leads me to my next point. So this came down prior to starting the pod here where the rock Dwayne Johnson uh, is part of a group that has bought the XFL 15 million bucks from the rocks, former employer, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon and alpha entertainment, uh, Quick plug, sportico.com. Great site for sports business. It's brand new. Bunch of good writers. Good stuff. I enjoy it. But I mean, 15 mil, hell of a deal. And apparently he's putting up half of that. It's him and an investment group that I just read about who is basically starting. Um, there's a word for it and it eludes me at the moment. It's Redbird Capital is the name of the company. But they're basically starting a... Um, uh, what are they calling it? A special purpose acquisition company, a SPAC, S-P-A-C. You can buy shares in the SPAC for the expressed purpose of buying uh, companies in sports, media, and probably something else. Fascinating. I got to get in on that. Pretty cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, Sportico. Check it out. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, The Rock, look, as I was saying, uh, the XFL, though, we'll talk about that. The XFL, before the Rona, like, I think they were doing pretty well, moving along at a good rate, pretty steady. Uh, it embraced the, the gambling side of things, so degenerates like myself and my friends thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, now look, it's never gonna be... The next NFL is never going to be, never going to compete. But I mean, if they played their cards right, they could have been a tie-in with the NFL at some point, being that spring league, that spring minor league that, say, NFL Europe was at one point, but not as kitschy and dumb as NFL Europe was. But I mean, the XFL as the, you know, de facto minor league, that's, that's fantastic, especially if the if you had teams, so let's say, for example, you, you're you the Patriots. You have a 10-person ten, a ten practice squad. Season ends. Now you, now you can allocate those 10 players to the XFL. That's phenomenal. It's a great idea that I just came up with. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but... Whoop, see? Sorry about that. I took my glasses off and whacked the the windscreen. They allocate those 10 players to the XFL, and now there's a direct tie-in. So you have guys that have spent the whole season or part of the season with an NFL club. The XFL can say, these are NFL players trying to get better. Boom. Done. Now you have, now you have NFL fans who don't think the XFL is worth a damn being somewhat invested in those teams. I think it's an it's a win-win because the NFL is going to have these guys get better, going to get more playing time, actual game action. And some of them may get hurt, that's part of the deal. But then you're still going to have the you know, like the Cinderella stories and like the you know, the guys that are coming back from three ACL injuries and shit like that. 
um, you know, and it, it's it's better than college football, if you ask me. You know, where you you can't take high school seniors and say, oh, you can play in the XFL. You can't do that. You know, if you have guys that are, say, college juniors and don't want to play college football anymore, they go to the XFL. You know, I think that would work. And if anybody's going to exploit football players, it should be the NFL. It should not be the NCAA. Fuck the NCAA. They're the worst. We can talk about The Rock now. I mean, this goes back to what I said a minute ago in regards to um, my brother-in-law, but everything The Rock does seems to be done with that sort of singular focus, whether it was when he was playing football, eventually pro wrestling, acting, business, tequila, and probably everything else. Who knows? I can't imagine. I can't figure out why he hasn't, you know, commissioned some kind of twenty four seven style docu series just to follow him around. There was one thing it was like a day in a life where he was bopping around from place to place, but yeah, it was too short. The guy is a movie star whose life is even more of a movie when you think about it. He's got about 15 billion Instagram followers that just watch him eat and work out. What a fucking play that is. It's amazing. Who who wouldn't love this guy? Seriously. What kind of shithead doesn't love The Rock? Assholes, that's who. And the thing that... One of the things that bothers me is that, you know, this the constant call for celebrities to run for office. Mainly because, as as we can see, plain as day, anyone can be president these days. And look, there's a possibility that it could happen, but I really, I hope he fights the urge because no one that's not a career public servant needs that kind of stress. If you've chosen to dedicate your entire life to politics, all right, well, whatever. Or even some part of your life, not even entirely. Yeah, nobody needs that kind of garbage stress. It's it's too much. The best part about this thing is that all day or all morning, people were posting uh, old 90s uh, WWE clips of The Rock and his... Various hilarious promos and all this other stuff, but I mean, the best one that I saw was uh, was this one. It actually, I shouldn't even say that because I took a four second snippet of of The Rock. Uh, he had he had beat the shit out of Vince McMahon and then threw him in the back of a limo. And this four seconds that I poorly recorded is uh, Vince yelling at The Rock, and then The Rock instantly grabbing. Uh, a trash can lid and smashing Vince McMahon over the head. You son of a bitch, you dare do this to me! (laughs) The best part of that is is Jerry the King Lawler's uh, exclamation at the end of that. Oh, so good. So childish and so dumb 
and so good all at the same time. Uh, I love it. I'm sorry. I can't, can't get enough. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. That four seconds of, of pure bliss, violent bliss. Yeah, it's good. Well, this is my uh, second attempt at recording uh, three gripes for this week. Um, I did uh, about 20, 23, 24 minutes uh, previously. Uh, saved it. I went to save it, and apparently the uh, the system... Um, or the site that you just heard that beautiful commercial for uh, didn't save it. So I lost 25 minutes of the show, 25 minutes of my life. And now I have to do three gripes that won't be nearly as good. I gotta say, I'm pretty, uh, pretty upset, pretty bummed about it. There had to have been a snag somewhere along the line with this setup and it just happened honestly i've had nothing but good things to say about uh, anchor right up until today <clears throat> which um really leads me to uh i have to get you know, if I'm actually going to do this properly, I really need a proper setup. The USB mic and this fucking recording in the website thing apparently is not working well. I sound depressed. I sound down, don't I? This is what happens with with, uh, with your podcast host here. He's not able to just sort of brush things aside quickly. He perseverates on things overthinks things and it's ultimately his downfall this is how things go um i need to learn to uh, to build a bridge quicker but again this goes i think i actually no i didn't mention this because this is my this was part of three gripes earlier where i acknowledge my continued control issues Uh, so I'm going to try again, and I'm going to see how this goes. <clears throat> I did reach out to support, quote-unquote, at Anchor, and you know, every time I do, I get the same bullshit. Uh, oh, well, because of uh, COVID, uh, we don't have enough people working here. Well, it's the busiest you guys have ever been, yet you don't have anybody working there. It's, that's good. Anyway, so, three gripes. Number one, people who call other people honey or sweetie or something of the like um, to people that they don't know. The impetus of this comes from uh, my mother, 
I had a text conversation with my mother this morning. And it did two things. One, provided some content for the program. So uh, my mother doesn't really know what podcasts are. I mean, she knows what they are, but she doesn't know how to access them. I tried to tell her. Didn't really work. So. Uh, and two. <coughs> uh, it solidified my belief that my petty bone comes directly from my mother. She's at the car dealership today getting an oil change. She brings her car to the dealership for all of the maintenance. It's a lease, so she brings it there. She drives about 2,000 miles a year. But she says, she tells me this, and she's 1,000% correct. There's literally no need to call anybody that you don't know, honey or sweetie especially in a professional setting. She followed it up with another text. Quote, The word honey should be banned in any place that has to do with sales. End quote. Bingo. She fucking nailed it. Nice job, Ma. Way to go. I can't imagine the reaction if I uh, worked in a car dealership and was calling people honey and sweetie. Now, I'm a guy, so it would be looked at creepily, and I could get fired or my ass kicked or whatever, and rightfully so, because there's, there's no need for that at all. However, women get away with this. They continue with this behavior, and it's an awful double standard. There's really nothing wrong with it. There's, not, there's nothing perverse. There's nothing... I get it. In the grand scheme of things, it's really meaningless and there's nothing to it. It's just a... It's a tick. Doesn't, doesn't mean that's not dumb. Like, calling people you don't know honey. What? Especially if you're at work and it's, you're dealing with a customer. It's sir or ma'am. That's it. Or, if you know their name, Mr. or Miss, Mrs., or their first name. You're named for a reason. It's an identifier. Use it. Honey and Sweetie should not replace that given identifier. There's no need for it. It's horribly unprofessional. And it's annoying. She also said that there was another customer there who uh, was telling far too many people that he has cancer. I, I mean, I'm sorry, sweetie, but I'm, I'm just here to get my oil changed and get the fuck out of here. I don't need to hear that you have cancer. Don't need to bring me down. Now, look, my mother didn't say this because she would never use such foul language. But I can imagine that's what was going on in her head. At least that's my assumption. I don't I've never heard my mother use the F word when she says shit. 
it is uh, it's big news. And it's funny when she'll she'll chastise my brother and I when we when we curse. I get a kick out of it, which is why I do it just to get a rise out of her. But um, it's very funny. Anywho, see this seg this whole segment is a fucking downer. I'm so fucking pissed. And you know what the worst part is? It would it would really fucking piss me off if I. If I record record this, and it it still doesn't uh, process properly, like I don't even know if I want to fucking finish this. Like I'm just so fucking aggravated. And it just could be a bunch of shit sort of piled on top of one another, where, uh. I feel like crap. I, I'm unemployed. We're, we're packing to move. It's a lot of crap. Oh, fucking break out the violins, David, huh? Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Gripe number two. Religions who recruit in weird places. My point with this one was... Uh, traveling into Boston every day for four years, you'd see, um, I'm pretty sure it was the Mormons, two people standing next to a display with uh, four different flyers on uh, the, the Mormon church at Back Bay Station every day. And it made me wonder, like, how successful can this recruiting tool be? These poor fucking people would sit there at minimum four hours. And I, I don't know if they did it in shifts or not, but it, at minimum four hours, they're standing there in the middle of Back Bay Station. Uh, standing, not sitting, can't sit. Men and women, usually one of... One each, one guy, one gal, standing there, smiling, as if they're happy to be trying to recruit for their particular, their chosen faith inside of a train station, a dirty train station at that. I miss Backbay Station. It's always, it was uh, always something. Very interesting place, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the need to, to try to uh, grow the ranks, if you will, in that particular fashion. Wouldn't your, wouldn't your good deeds and your works in general, be enough to recruit more people to the faith? Why is it? That you need to take time out of people's commute to make that happen. And as I said in my previously recorded uh, segment, I wonder if these people have a quota. Well, you have to 
talk to this many people, you have to hand out this many flyers, and you have to uh, you have to hook this many people. I'd be curious to know. If you know, please share with the group. Gripe number three. People who feel the need to tell me how great a a show or movie is and that I just have to watch it. Now, as I... And I keep saying, I keep going back to this because, uh, you know, I already spent way too much time talking about these things. I am so fucking pissed. See, I cannot fucking get over this. I am so fucking aggravated right now. That I'm having to do this again. And you know when I'll hear back from Anchor Support? Probably Wednesday afternoon. If I'm lucky. God damn it. Anyway. Uh, don't fucking tell me to watch a show or a movie. Please. Even even if you think that I will just love it. And there is a chance that I might. Whatever it is that you're talking about. Um, stop trying to force your particular chosen uh, entertainment on me or anyone else for that matter. Just don't do it. It's very unbecoming. It's incredibly, it's nauseating, really, to have to listen to people uh, rant and rave about their uh, favorite show or their favorite movie. And, uh, and and how you would love it, okay? I mean, do you think that I don't know what you're talking about? I, I've, I've heard of Ozark. Trust me. Because I've heard the same thing from fucking 40,000 people. How great the show is. Of course it is. Jason Bateman's in it. Love Jason Bateman. Big fan. So if he's attached to it, it's probably a good show. I don't have the patience or the tolerance, and now it's to the point where I'm not going to watch it just to spite all these people, which is horribly petty. Horribly petty. I'm going to deny myself some enjoyment of this program just to fucking piss all these people off when I say, no, I haven't watched that show. That's not entirely accurate. I just... I don't have the attention span anymore for television or movies. I don't know why. If it's not a live event, I'm not going to watch it. Which which also, in fairness, isn't entirely true. I may watch them eventually. But it's not at the top of my to-do list currently. So don't do it. Um... That's it for the show. I'm really fucking aggravated. Like, that's, uh, and honestly, it was good content. The gripes were good. 
Because I think so. Now I have to... Look, the show isn't that great to begin with. We all know that. I've got three listeners. All three of you are acutely aware of how boring this is. Why I keep doing it, I don't fucking know. Mainly because I have nothing else to do. I enjoy doing it. But it's a fucking bummer. A bummer of a segment, huh? Man. Yeah, I'm just really mad. I don't know if I said that already. Um, on Twitter, at ComplaintsPod. Instagram, Complaints and Observations Pod. There is a YouTube page. You can find it. There's also a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. Uh, if you have my number, you can give me a call, shoot me a text. Please, tell me how fucking depressed and miserable I sounded during the last 16, 17 minutes. Because I know this fucking sucks. I mean, I joke about it just because it's a gag. But this last bit, this sucked because I'm fucking livid. Until next time, America. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.